You're listening to The Word of Hope, a radio ministry of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Our preacher is Pastor Brian Wolfmuller with today's Word of Hope. In the name of Jesus, amen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. And, dear saints, we continue to rejoice in the Lord's resurrection by considering how it is that Jesus is our Good Shepherd. And this is fantastically biblical. Micah chapter 5 has the famous prophecy of, of Jesus' birth in Bethlehem, but Micah goes on to include a prophecy of the resurrection of Jesus, and then this. This is Micah chapter 5, verses 4 to 5. And he shall stand, that is, he shall be raised up, that's the resurrection, and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they, that is, his flock, that is, you, shall dwell secure. And now he, Jesus, shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be their peace. All through the Bible, Jesus is claiming for himself this title of shepherd. And these passages are some of the most beloved and wonderful passages and promises in the Scriptures. I mean, the most perhaps famous of all, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Or Psalm 95, the Venite, which we sing every matins service. We are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. We have this, it runs all the way through Ezekiel chapter 34. We just had a portion of that for the Old Testament lesson, where the Lord stands and judges the unfaithful shepherds, that is the the false teachers and the rulers of the people who were ruling in injustice. And then the Lord promises to take up the work of shepherding the people himself. And perhaps the most wonderful phrase that runs all through this passage is God's promise, I will. Over and over he says it. Here it is, just a few verses. Thus says the Lord, I, I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out as a shepherd looks for the flock when he's among the sheep that have been scattered. So will I seek out my sheep and I will rescue them from all places where they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. I will bring them out from the peoples. I will feed them and so forth and so on. The Lord promises to be our shepherd. So it is when Jesus takes up this title in John chapter 10 and claims to be the good shepherd. That Jesus is claiming to be God. And more than that, he was claiming to be God for you. He's promising to take care of you. The vocation of shepherd, though, is a lowly office. It was a humble job. It was for the youngest child. Remember David and his And his older brothers were off fighting at the war while he had to stay behind and do the work of the youngest child in the flock, with the flocks in the field. Shepherds were always on the edge of society. It was a humbling thing then, and we shouldn't miss this. It's a humbling thing for the Lord to give himself this title, to be the good shepherd. But remember, lowliness and humiliation have never, ever stopped Jesus from doing anything. In fact, that office that Jesus has, the office of Messiah, the office of Savior, involves the humility and the shame of dying on the cross. And so there is, and this is our great comfort, no shame, no suffering, no humiliation that Jesus will let stand between you and him, between your salvation and your sin. So we hear Jesus in the text. I am the good shepherd. And in this, the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Now, 
Jesus doesn't say, I am the good shepherd. I give the sheep anything they want. (laughs) It doesn't say that. Jesus doesn't say, I am the good shepherd, and I make the sheep's life comfortable and enjoyable every single day. Jesus doesn't say, I'm the good shepherd, and I'm here to be your pal, to talk whenever you want, whenever you're lonely. I think, now I could be wrong about this, but I think that when we think of good, the, Jesus as the good shepherd, that we might be swept away in the sentimentality of this image. And Jesus as the good shepherd becomes in our minds very, um, as a friend of mine uh, put it to me a couple of days ago, Jesus becomes very fluffy. His face in the image is slightly blurred. And we are the cute little lambs that Jesus is carrying. And we have very clean and very white wool. Do you know what I'm talking about? And there is a danger here. There is a danger that we have a good shepherd that doesn't have blood on him. That we picture in our mind a good shepherd that doesn't have holes in his hands and in his feet. That we picture Jesus as taking care of us without a cross, a real cross, and a real grave to save us from a real danger. It's been brought to my attention a number of times this week, both in a couple of books that I was taking a look at and in a couple of conversations, that Jesus as our Savior from sin is not the way that most people look at Jesus or understand Christianity, even in the church. Rather, there is the understanding that Christianity is a way for us to have a relationship with God. A personal relationship is the phrase that you always hear. And this is embodied in a particular cliche that is almost ubiquitous. You can find it anywhere. You've heard it, I'm sure. And it goes like this. Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship. You've heard this? Just check it. Have you thought this? I'm coming after you. (laughs) because it's wrong. I mean, first, the Bible talks about religion. In fact, the Bible uses the word religion, while the word relationship is never in the Bible at all. Here, Here it is. This is James 1, 26. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. But this whole distinction is more than just words. The idea behind them is wrong. Consider this, then. If a personal relationship with Jesus is the solution, what is the problem? Maybe the problem is that you're lonely, or that your life is empty, or that you feel meaningless, or unimportant, or insignificant, that you're hopeless and you have no direction. You see, it's the personal relationship with Jesus that promises to fix these problems, the hole in your life that only Jesus can fill. Jesus will come and give your life meaning and direction. These are the promises that are being offered. And now, with this personal relationship with Jesus, there's two-way communication with God, where you talk to God and He talks directly to you in your heart. You will be filled and you will be fulfilled. Your life will have meaning and direction. You will be transformed. And you will directly experience the presence and the power of God. That is, if we make a decision for Christ, if we surrender our life to Him, if we make Jesus the Lord of our life. 
And I think this idea summarizes Christianity for most Americans. And some of it sounds good. I mean, you might have this angst grinding up against your own soul. I, in fact, I suspect that we all do in one way or another because none of us know what tomorrow will be, bring and none of us know completely how our lives fit into the big picture of this universe. And all of us, all of us, every one of us have times of loneliness. But if this is our problem, our real problem and our biggest problem, then Jesus wouldn't need to die. He could just come and hang out. But Jesus is the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. And this means that our problem is much bigger than we might think. Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. By being slain on the altar of the cross, Jesus is the one who hands himself over to the shame of the cross because our biggest problem is not our isolation. Our biggest problem is not our loneliness. Our biggest problem is not our meaninglessness. Our biggest problem is our sin running face first into the holiness of God. God's wrath is our real problem because of our sin. And Jesus and his death and his resurrection. This is our only possible hope for salvation. Jesus, then, is our Savior before he is our friend. He forgives our sins before he gives our life direction. He is the good shepherd who gives up everything for his sheep. He is the one who lays down his life for you. After all, everyone, in the end, has a personal relationship with Jesus. It just might not be a good relationship. If we're busy earning our own salvation or if we're, if we turn away from his promise of forgiveness, then our relationship with Jesus is that we have him as our personal judge. But the Holy Spirit in his kindness has called us, has called you by the gospel. He has given you faith to believe God's promise. And Jesus is now for you a savior. He is your redeemer. He is the one who forgives your sins, and this is what it means that he is your good shepherd. And then, having laid down his life for you, Jesus comes to you with his word, with his kingdom, with a living hope, with the joy of salvation, with his spirit and his kingdom and his peace. He gives to us the gift of prayer, and he speaks to us clearly in his word which gives us both direction and hope, his law and his promises. All of these come to us because Jesus did not hand us over to the punishment of our sin, but rather handed himself over in our place. And so you have something more than a personal relationship with Jesus. You have a religion. You have Jesus who has bound himself to you, to your sin, to your death, to the punishment that you deserve. You have God who has lashed himself to your flesh and to your grave and given you in all of this forgiveness and life and hope. You have a good shepherd who has done the unthinkable, who has died for you, and his death is your life. His voice is your joy. His word 
is your hope. For Jesus has risen to shepherd his flock, to shepherd you. Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your heart and mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We hope you were blessed by today's Word of Hope. Hope Lutheran Church is located at 1345 Macon Street in Aurora, Colorado. Their weekly schedule is as follows. Sunday morning worship at 915, adult Bible class and youth Sunday school at 1045 a.m. On Tuesday mornings there is a matin service at 830 a.m. with a Bible class to follow at 930 a.m. You can find out more about Hope Lutheran Church at www.hope-aurora.org. That's www.hope-aurora.org. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you in His grace.